in a world and a society where it's so easy to just say, to get tired of doing what's right and tired of increasing? I mean, right? Life is a series of battles. And if you don't continue to internally increase in the ways that God thinks and operates, you're not going to be able to handle the stuff on the outside. You know, because the pressure is going to get too tough and you're not, you don't have what it takes internally to handle the external pressure. Because you can't handle, none of us in here can handle the external pressure that's out there without internal glory manifested on the inside of us. Power, strength, confidence, the knowing that God will do what He said He'll do. Really, it boils down to that. With the enemy, that, that's all he's after. He just doesn't want you to be convinced that God will do what He says. I mean, you hear me say that all the time. And you need to hear me say that. I need to hear myself say it, to be reminded of that because of the series of battles and things that all of us face all the time. So, I'm challenging you tonight, encouraging you tonight to get your asking in line with God's will. You have not because you ask not. And why, are you, why do you not have? Why are you not asking? Because you're quarrelsome or you're this or that or whatever. It's distracting you from getting yourself in line of asking in faith from God about specific things. You have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss. You're asking out of selfishness. You're asking maybe out of competitiveness or, or frustration or whatever. And whatever the reasons are, as we get those things cleared up, then our asking gets in line, and we get what we ask for. And that's what I want to talk the rest of the night about. <clears throat> in the fifth chapter of James, in verse 13, he says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let who pray? Him pray. That person pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praises. You know, I'm not going to come in here and, man, I'm so excited about something. Rejoice, Joey. No, if I'm excited, I'm going to rejoice. Right? If there's something attacking my body, I need to be praying. But if I'm not in a place where I can do that, we need help to raise us to a level where we can pray. See? It's, it's, not, it's not like, you know, I don't need to pray for someone else. You need to be busy praying for people all the time, looking for opportunities to pray for people all the time. I'm talking about in a place where I really want to see results, I need to be doing and developing on the inside of me internally revelation from God about that I am healed. You're sick, pray. You know, I, I'm attacked in my body, and God says, get Joey to agree with you. Hey, Joey, things attacking my body, just agree with me now in the name of Jesus for this. But I'm doing the asking, okay? Now, if I'm doing the asking and I'm doing the praying, there's a level of maturity there, correct? 
all right? So God wants us maturing. So when I see Joey not doing well and I know that he's not at that same level, then I'm saying, you know what? It seems like something's up. I want to agree with you. Let's pray. We need to speak the word over his body. You see? But, but if, I, if, if I've, been, I've been saved for 45 years now, and, and if after 45 years I need 15 people laying hands on me and praying every time, you know, my big toe hurts or whatever, there's something wrong. I need to be praying. Did you hear what I said? So don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm talking about growing up and getting to a place where we can receive from God and walk in divine health and healing in our bodies. That's what he's saying right here. Amen? Because it says, let them call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, right? So there's a place to do that, but that's not the ultimate place that God wants every individual people, person at, okay? Thank God for the church. When you need prayer like that, thank God for the church and for a church that has people that will believe God. Thank God for a prayer ministry that will, you know, challenge you to have scriptures that you're standing with and they're praying every day. All of us in the church are praying over prayer needs and what people are going through. Thank God for, that you're part of a congregation and a church that knows how to pray. Amen? But at the end of the day, God's growing us up so we're the ones praying. Amen? And we're looking for opportunities to pray for other people. That's what he's saying right here. He said, he said, and, and the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up, and if he's committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. For the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person accomplishes, one translation says, it accomplishes much. That's what I'm in. I'm in the much business. Amen? I'm in the accomplishing much business. Not the just barely get by and get along. We're in the business to accomplish much. And that's what the Word is bringing to us and building on the inside of us. John 15 and verse 16. And I want you to notice these, the similarity in these next two verses of Scripture. John 15, 16 and John 16, 23. You did not choose me, John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that what Ever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. This is Jesus telling his disciples, which we're those same disciples. We're not those individual disciples, but we're disciples. It's been a duplication process ever since. So he's saying the same exact thing to us right now today. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. Everybody say, he chose me. He chose me me to bear fruit. I'm going to say it again. He chose you to bear fruit. He He chose us to bear fruit. 
in every way. He chose us to bear fruit. And how do you bear fruit? By being convinced that whatever you ask the Father in Jesus' name, He'll do it. No matter what. Physically, financially, emotionally, socially, in every area of your life, whatever you ask the Father in Jesus' name, He'll do it. 16 and 23. And in that day, this is Jesus on the other side of the cross. Now, the day he's talking about is on this side of the cross. From day one to now day 2000 and something. Right? That's where we're at today. In this day, he said, now in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will give it to you. Now, just stop and think for a minute. I'm going to say several things that are really important for you to hear. If you're if you're developing, if you're, if you're believing for something, let's just take what we prayed for on vision night. And there are things that you're believing for from vision night. And now it's, what's today? 23rd? 23rd of February. <laughs> and you just wore out. And you're about ready to give up. And you start telling God that you've been asking, but He's not doing. Maybe not in so many words, but in constant drilling Him, why is this not happening? Why, 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 why? we got to rid our lives of the whys. Because He said, that in this day, right now, February the 23rd, 2022, today, whatever I ask the Father in the name of Jesus, Father will do it. Done. Why? Because what Jesus was looking at, He was looking at the cross. And He was seeing what was going to be accomplished in the decision he was fixing to make in saying, Father, if there be any other way, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but yours be accomplished. He was looking at that, and he was saying, in that day, not today, but in that day, when I accomplish everything that I accomplish, when I leave you the Holy Spirit, everything you ask the Father in my name, I'll do it. And where is the problem? It's not with God. It's found in James chapter 4, verse 1 through 3. You have not because you ask not. Why? Because you're too quarrelsome or selfish or this or whatever things that are going on. 
the bickering going on, the wars and the battles and the, this, and, and, and the fighting and all the things, those kind of things going on. There's too much of that. And he said, you have not because you're too busy with that. Your minds are totally focused on this arguing and going on and things that are happening over here. And so, in turn, you're not asking correctly about the things that Father says He wants you asking for. Well, because whatever you ask the Father in my name, but see, the asking according to James and according to several other verses, they have to be what Father says is so. It's not just anything I choose to throw out there, it's what He says is right. So when you were standing up here and we laid hands on, on your visions and, and your desires for this year and beyond, the things that you wrote down, they have to be what Father's given you. And, you know, you may have written something down and maybe later on in, you know, in the year or the next year you realize, you know what, that, I don't really think that was God. It didn't matter. That, God's not concerned about that as much as He is you pursuing Him to know and see clearly the things that He wants you to be asking for. We have not because we ask not because we're too quarrelsome. Or we ask and receive not because we ask amiss because we've been too quarrelsome. Too much thinking about ourselves. My gift, my vision, my thing, my this, my that. (laughs) You know what the vision of the Father was? Me. When he saw his son and what was going to happen to him, he saw right through him and he saw me. So what stops the quarreling, what stops the bickering, the fighting, the whatever's keeping us from asking in an incorrect way and not standing and believing God to the end is because we're not seeing through that kind of love. God so loved the world that he gave the best of heaven to liberate you and me. God saw you. Remember, we're his masterpiece, each and every one of us. And when you get focused on that, when you get focused on that, I was in some meetings in the last couple of days in another town, and and somebody asked me in these meetings, so what's the last two years? It was with some ministry friends of mine and people that I'm connected with, and they said, what's the last two years been about for you? And I said, um, my relationship with God. These last two years, because, you know, just in, in conversation, not just there with those guys, but with, in many, many places, it's, you know, how bad things are, how difficult and this kind of thing. And they said, they said so what's it been with you? And I said, it's been all about my relationship with God said when they were talking about COVID and all the struggles in churches and pastoring and all, I mean, it's just, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. And, and not every town is as blessed as Kerrville, Texas, because we live here. Now, anyway, you know, you know what I'm saying? Not, not that the privileges that we've had through the whole thing and all of that, but what I told them was that when COVID hit, 
and through this the mess that we've dealt with, with the, 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 the ramifications of it, I've realized I was created for this. And the only way you can be created for something to be able to go through it is your relationship with Him. And I said, so, so really, the last two years has just been about my relationship with God Almighty. Because today, I have everything that I ask for. Everything that I ask for, I have it. Everything I ask for. I didn't say everything I've asked, I've asked for, I have. I said everything I ask for, I have it. And there's something about a relationship with God where there's no questioning going on when He said it. These scriptures keep ringing in my ear, the, the ones I'm reading to you tonight, they keep ringing in my ear all the time because when something tries to tell me that what I know is mine isn't, is, is going to stop what I know is mine, I know I've got to guard my heart. And I know I can't allow things to crop up and strife or division or quarreling things or issues or situations get to a, to a level where I'm finding myself more focused on that than I am focused on what God has promised. And I'm not talking about just the things that you're believing God for for yourself. Because if it's just about you, it, you're, we're way off. It's what you believe for other people. It's why I've taught you about, you know, how that God revealed to me about praying for, for so many different people on a day-to-day -day basis. And, and, and when your heart gets for other people, then the things that you're standing for, that you're asking for, and you know they're yours, that, you know, anymore, it's like, it's not, I'm not standing for things. I'm in a position to receive, and my focus is not on how I'm going to receive because I don't need to know that. All I need to know is that God's faithful. So in the last two years, my relationship with God and knowing that He is faithful to His Word and He'll do it, it's helped me to learn not to be quarrelsome or whatever it is. I'm just using the word that they used. You fit in any word in there. I don't need to be selfish. I don't need to be about myself. I don't need everybody on the planet to know every little thing that I'm talking about me. Because when, when, when I'm not about myself, then I can be about other people. Right? You don't have time to pray for other people when you're all about yourself. Because you're quarreling, battling, fighting, arguing, strife, division, stuff, things. You're focused, man. You, you, I'm just telling you right now, you're not sharp enough to be honed into that and be honed in on the things that God's wanting you to do. You won't do it. It's like oil and water. They don't mix, and they, and they don't happen, and it doesn't happen. And you find yourself stressed, fatigued, wore out, overcome, and you're not asking. And God has called us to be askers.
He's called us into the ministry of asking. We are anointed to ask from Him. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will make sure it's done. Because actually, it's already done. He's waiting on you to get rid of the attitudes, get focused on what He wants, so that you, there's no, once you know, what, what I'm encouraging you in on the things you're standing on, the, what we prayed, your visions, and your, what, the things you're believing God for, what I'm encouraging you in is every day developing that thankful heart and attitude, remember, the will of God for you, in all things, in all things, give thanks. This is the will of God for you in Christ, in all things. So no matter where you're at, thanking God, not for the things, but thanking Him for Him being in the midst of this, and His Word is more real than how you feel or anything else around you. That's your day-to-day routine. It's your due diligence to seeing your asking manifest. It's what you have to do. It's guarding your heart. And in guarding your heart, you're developing your relationship with God. Because I want this developed internally more than I want this developed or anything else. And when this is ruling, then this guy and this guy does what this guy says. And you have to work that out and what that looks like and how to operate that way and not be moved. Can you say amen? I want to read this. This next verse, Mark 11, verse 24. Therefore I say to you, Jesus said this, whatever things you ask when you pray, whatever things you ask when you pray, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. So you see the development and the maturity is in believing that you have it when you pray, not when you have it. (laughs) Everything that I ask for I have. It's settled. And every thought that comes, and they come, and come after you, and if you allow your mouth to get involved in that and start talking it up and all that kind of stuff, it just kind of shuts down what you've been doing. You know, repent of it, come back, keep going, just keep moving. You don't have to start over, just start from where you left off and keep moving forward. Because if you don't, It'll get the best of you to the point you never want to come back to that place again, and then you say, ah, that stuff didn't work. Well, it's not stuff, I'll tell you that. It's God's way, it's God's will, it's God's word, it's the way he thinks and operates and that he does. Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them when you pray, when you ask, not when you see it. And when you begin to believe that it's yours when you 
ask and pray it, then you'll see it. And the questioning of God and why something hasn't happened, I don't care how long it's taken or anything else, the questioning of God shuts down the advancement of what you're believing Him for. Because you're a key component in seeing it come to pass, and it's your belief of what He says is so. And when I believe what He says is so, is so, then I have what I say. And in, but until I come to that place, I'm developing, I'm working on it, I'm taking authority over the thoughts, and I'm judging myself where I'm whatever, quarrelsome, selfish, you know, too much this and that. I'm focused on other things instead of what God has promised. Can you say amen? So, <clears throat> so tonight I'm going to end with this. This is, this is your asking regarding things that you're standing for, okay? This is the way you ask. It's not enough to just say you've got to ask, but you've got to, you've got to, it's got to sink down inside of you what the asking is, what it looks like, how, how we stand for that. And so, so I'm just going to, I'm going to ask, and I'm, 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 so I'm going to say this as I'm saying it personally, and then you listen to the way I'm saying this. You've heard these before. They're different confessions in my daily routine that I've given you before. But this is my asking, okay? God's Word says that whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever I loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Remember, this is God's Word. Therefore, on the authority of the Word, I bind every force that has set itself against my financial prosperity. What am I asking for? The release of financial prosperity. That's what I'm asking for as I'm saying that. I hereby declare all word curses against me, null, void, and harmless. Because one day I realized that there are word curses and things that are spoken or have been spoken in days past that want to hinder the manifestation of my prosperity. And so, to this day, I say it every, every day, every single day. I'm redeemed from the curse of poverty. In other words, lack has no place in my life. Why? Because that's what I ask for. Right? So, I do the asking, let Him do the removing. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, I, He will do it. Jesus said in, 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 the, in the John 16, he said, you're not asking me anymore. You're asking now, in that day, you're asking this day, you're asking the Father in his name. And whatever you ask, he'll do it. So one of the things I really want you to hone in on tonight as you leave here is quit trying to be a part of the making it happen. And you ask for it. And you believe in what you're asking for, and you stand on that. And like I said, it's not so much, it, it is standing, but I don't know, that, that word has almost kind of been wore out. 
Um, it's standing, but it's believing. <laughs> it's like you're, you're in a stance, you're in a place of, I believe and I will not be moved. I'm redeemed from the curse of poverty. I'm free from oppression. Right now, Lord, I loose the abundance that comes from you and all that rightfully belongs to me, it comes to me now under grace in a perfect way. These are, like I've said, these are scriptures that I put together and I declare this something like that every day. This is something that I've said for years and I've, I, I just, I've continued to speak this over me. I am debt free. I live in more than enough. I have abundance because my harvest is in my hands. I have confidence in my harvest that it's freed me from debt, it's given me abundance, it's positioned me in living in more than enough because I have seed in the ground. And I'm confident in my seed that's in the ground because that's what's God's Word. So you see the asking in the way I'm saying that. Now, just real quickly, where um, things that have to do with the physical body, um, this is one of them. I have the mind of Christ and I think the thoughts of God. Today, did you have any thoughts that weren't the thoughts of God? Everybody shake your head yes. I mean, thoughts come, thoughts stuff, you know, something happened, this, or what, whatever, okay? But that's not what I have. I don't give in to that. I have the mind of Christ because He said I do, right? So what I'm asking for today, I have the mind of Christ. I think the thoughts of God. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God so that my understanding is clear. Anybody had cloudy understanding in the last few days? Somewhere along the way there was something that you're, you know, whatever, I'm tired of whatever, you're a little cloud. No, that's not me. I'm not cloudy. I have a clear understanding of everything. I ask for it every day. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open. And we don't keep doing it like we don't believe it worked the first time, our asking stays, it's in the form of asking and thanking and believing that what you've asked for, He's doing it. And when you know that He's bringing it to pass, just take a deep breath. But you won't take a deep breath and keep moving on when you're quarrelsome. I just got to keep emphasizing that. We have to be able to look at things that are stopping the flow. We have to. And for everybody that came up here with visions, Jeremiah 29, 11, Father, I thank you for the thoughts and the plans that you have for me. You had those plans for me before the foundation of the world. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Thoughts of and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil to give you hope in your final outcome. To give you hope, constant hope and expectation in everything you do till you're done here. Amen? So what we prayed for, what we believed with you for, those things are manifesting and they're coming to pass. Why? Because you ask for those things. We agreed with you. And the Father is making sure that's coming to pass. God wants you to trust Him and stand in faith every day concerning this. That's why daily 
confessions and routines of the Word of God are prayer. It's a form of prayer. We're not here to talk about all the different types of prayer. We've got series on all that you can go back and listen to. But asking and believing is a form of prayer. Like it said in Mark eleven twenty four, Whatsoever things that you ask for when you pray, believe you receive them when you're asking and praying, and you'll have them. So leading up to the, that time, you're believing, you're continuing to stand, and the more you're declaring the word on a day-to-day basis, and you're in that place of asking, your mind is being renewed, and the word is working to the place where it's empowering your heart to believe. If you just don't stop, just don't quit. Every time some quarrelsome thing or some stupid idea or some thoughts come in and it's lured you away and it's distracted you and pulled you away, just repent. Everybody say repent. That's not an ugly word. Amen? That's nothing to be afraid of. doesn't mean you're a failure because you have to repent. No, you're a failure if you don't repent. Amen? Because true repentance leads you to him, not away from him. He's not a... You think God's upset about any mistake you have made? Come on. That's why he died, because of our mistakes. I'm telling you tonight, it's a good day to be alive. We're askers, we're believers, and we're receivers. And 2022 is a year of the wisdom of God being revealed to us, understanding coming to us, and removing every quarrelsome, selfish, bickering attitude and and thing going on in our lives so nothing is hindering the manifestation of God's will and His purpose in the earth. Can you say amen to that? Remember, your harvest and your receiving is not just about you. It's about your testimony to other people and what that does to advance the kingdom of God. Because you know what? I can remember a day when somebody gave me a testimony about something that happened, and I remember the day when I thought to myself, if God did it for that person, shoot, he'll do it for me. That's right. Huh? That's why that's so important. You know, you, you, don't, you don't want people to be all enthralled with you and all, you're all this and that. The only reason we get anything is because of what he did. And that's where our faith is. When I was asked that question, it's my relationship with God. That's what's gotten so, that's where my whole focus has been, or a big part of my focus has been over the last two years, is just knowing him, because then, you know what? It makes me a better pastor, makes me a better husband, makes me a better father, son, uh, friend, whatever it is. It makes me, I'm better because of my relationship and my connection with him, because I'm not quarrelsome, I'm not bickering, I'm not fighting, I'm not selfish, I'm not trying to just all be about me, it's about everybody else. When that's your attitude, I mean, it's, you, you, you're just, time is just around the corner for manifestations in your life when that is who you are and these things are removed because those are the scriptures we just read. I encourage you, as I always do, go back and read all those verses of scripture that I gave you tonight and look at them and see what God's speaking to you personally. Amen.